This is the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Daniel Williams, and I feel like we're getting into a groove. I am really praying that these episodes are blessing you and you're feeling encouraged by them. And honestly, I'd just love to connect and hear from you. You could find us on social media and just let me know how things are going. Uh, We have a YouTube page, a Facebook, Instagram, all with the handle EE Leaders. And we even have a Twitter account, but I had to get the the handle EE Church Leaders. And so I would love for you to connect on social media to let me know, uh, you know, how things are going, what you're learning, and just to connect in those type of ways. I'm growing a lot from this experience. I hope that you are as well. And I just want to continue to get into content. And today's episode is on scheduling. And I'm going to talk a little bit about my scheduling. And the reason I want to talk about this is just a simple fact of prioritizing our time is important. I want to talk to you uh, in this lesson about the importance of planning, the importance of planning your schedule. Whenever I think of planning uh, my schedule or using my time, uh, I think of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 18, and it says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is a debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. See, the Bible actually encourages us to use our time wisely, to make the best use of our time. And so I want to be a good steward of my time. I want to be aware of my time because we all have 24 hours a day. And as a leader, as a Christian man, I want to be able to be a good steward and faithful to God and worship God with my time, with every hour, with every day, with every month, second that I have, I want my life to bring worship and glory to Him. And so I want to be aware of how I'm spending my time and I want to invest my time wisely. And one of the ways that we invest our time wisely is by simply understanding the will of God for our life, right? If you're doing things that are outside of God's will, like sin, that's going to be a big waste of your life. It's not going to be wise for you, and it's not going to be healthy for you. But it doesn't just have to be sin. If God has told you to go left and you're going right, that is not a very wise thing. Um, The Bible says that we're to get rid of all sin, but also the things that so easily entangle us, Hebrews says. And so I want to be wise about how I spend my time. I want to be prayerful in submitting my ways unto the Lord and my schedule unto the Lord. And I want to hear Him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And in order for me to hear that, I need to know exactly what He's telling me. And so I want to spend time seeking God out, knowing Um, what His will is for my life, what my call and my purpose is, and actually having His Spirit empower me to do those things. And that's why in this text it says, hey, don't get drunk with wine, which is a debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. God is wanting to empower us as leaders um, to do His will. And so I just don't want my efforts to go in vain. Uh, And many times when you ask people how they're doing, this is their natural one response. Oh, I'm busy. It's funny because I didn't ask you what you're doing. I said how you're doing, but they respond by doing busy. Listen, just because we're busy does not mean we're effective. And we need to make sure we understand that. Uh, You can be busy but not be fruitful. 
and we need to be fruitful people. The greater question is, are you busy doing the right things, and are you busy doing it in God's strength through His Spirit? And so we've looked at this about knowing your calling, knowing your purpose, what God's will is for your life, but we need to implement this. We need to know uh, that God should rule and reign in our lives and plan according to that call. And the Bible says in James 1.5 that we can actually ask God for wisdom and ask God to actually rule and reign our lives to give Him glory. And so that's what I try to do with my schedule, the importance of planning my schedule. Uh, a little tool that helps me is these, these uh, word picture of basically four, imagine four boxes. And in these four boxes, you have a category. Each category uh, would, be an, would be this. One category would be important. Another category in the box would be non-important. Another one would be urgent and important. Another one would be non-urgent and unimportant. And so let me give you some examples of this because I'm trying to orally describe this tool to you. Uh, but for me, things that are important in my box of how I plan based off of my values and things God's called me to is simply uh, things that are important in my life are family, uh, pastoring Redemption Church, uh, teaching the Bible, making disciples. These are important things to me that I want to spend my time using. Unimportant things to me uh, that I can just get rid of that aren't as important in my life would be watching TV. Now, I love watching TV, but I don't want to spend all my time just watching TV. I'd much rather read a book, get uh, have interaction with people. Um, I love eating, but what's important for me is not cooking a meal, it's eating a meal. So I don't want to spend my time doing a lot of cooking. I have an amazing wife, she cooks for me, and so it's unimportant for me uh, how she preps the meal. I'm just happy that she makes it, and it's awesome. Uh, in, in the church world, in my responsibility there, I have someone ordering supplies. It's unimportant for me to know and to do all the research to see what the best value is and who, if we want this cup or that cup. Uh, those people are responsible for that, and so I give them that. That's unimportant to me. But we don't just have important and unimportant things in our life. We have urgent and non-urgent things. We have urgent important things. Um, those would be for me like Sunday. Sunday is always on my mind. It's always coming. That's an urgent important thing. If I don't have anything to say on Sunday, uh, it's going to be bad. Um, when someone goes to the hospital, that isn't like in our church, that's an important urgent thing for me. I want to go and visit them, pray with them, minister to them. Uh, paying bills for the church, for my family, scheduling meetings. These things are, are urgent. They're right in front of your face and they're important. You want to make sure that you spend your time, most time, spending your time with the urgent and important things. Um, the, the urgent and non-urgent important things. The problem is, is there are urgent things in our life that actually are unimportant. Let me give you an example. Uh, junk mail. Email. You ever get those bings every 15 minutes? Uh, those are distractions. They're right in front of you and they may not be important. Phone calls, social media, uh, a pressure to give an answer to someone. These things are urgent, but they necessarily doesn't mean it's a very important thing. And many times we get deceived. We neglect the important thing like our family for uh, urgent, unimportant thing like a phone call or an email. And so we need to decide what goes in these boxes based off of our values. And it's a very important and good word picture. It really helps me organize the importance of planning. How do I spend my time wisely? Is this an important thing? Is it urgent? Do I, can I wait until tomorrow to do that? Or do I actually need to check my email right now? And so 
These decisions of how we prioritize our time are very, very important. And we have to decide what goes in these boxes based on our values and our priorities. Because there are many non-urgent important things that tend to be okay if you neglect at first, but they'll actually catch up and hurt you. To give you an example, uh, many 20 and 30 year olds don't really worry about exercise very much. But the reality is if you don't have a good diet, don't exercise, when you're 50, 60, you're gonna have heart conditions and it's gonna be not good for you. Um, I've seen a lot of people in ministry neglect the unurgent important things with the thing of family. Uh, they spend seven nights a week out and neglecting their family. And at first it doesn't catch up to them, but the reality is it actually will end horrible uh, with horrible family dynamics and a marriage because they're neglecting things that are important, but they're just not right in front of them. And so in a book that I recommend to you this month, David Kraft's book, um, Leaders Who Last, he says, having a biblical-based purpose is like holding a magnet. It motivates, directs, pulls you around, detours, and through distractions. He goes on to the book and says, I should be concerned with being productive, not simply busy. And so having this framework of what is important and non-important in my life, what is urgent and non-urgent in my life, uh, is really important, and it's a biblical concept. This is why throughout Scripture, we're remembered to value our life and prioritize our life and the way we spend our time uh, by God's priorities, to have an eternal perspective. See, Colossians 3.2 says we're to set our minds on things above, not on earthly things. And Jesus would say in Matthew 6 that we're to invest our time, lay up our treasures, not just here on earth where things can get destroyed, but on uh, in heaven in the reality where it won't get destroyed. It will be a good investment. Having God's reality shape your life is always a good thing. And having eternity in your mind, God's truth, is important for us to know what really is important. And so I want to spend daily time seeking God in His face, in His Word, asking Him to plan my day, to understand that, to give me that fresh perspective. Uh, and I think when we have those priorities in line with what we actually do, it can be very effective, very fruitful, and very important. You know, as C.S. Lewis pointed out in his classic book, Mere Christianity, it's important for us to prioritize and live based off the reality of what God says. He says, a continual looking forward of the eternal world is not as some modern people think a form of escapism or wishful thinking, but one of the things as Christians are meant to do. It does not mean that we are to leave the present world as it is. If you read history, you will find that Christians who did the most for the present world were just those who thought the most of the next. The apostles themselves who set on the foot of conversion of the Roman Empire, the great men who built the Middle Ages, the e English evangelicals who abol abolished slave trade, all left their mark on earth precisely because their minds were occupied with heaven. He goes on and says, if you aim at heaven, uh, you aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you will get neither. See, we need to plan according to the realities of what God says is true, is wise, is full of wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord, is to give your plans to the Lord, is to walk in the reality of His truth and walk by faith, not by sight. So we want to schedule our time. We want to plan according to the Word of God and what He tells us that we should be valuing, what He tells us that are important and non-important. 
Psalm 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. And so when we schedule our priorities, this will help our lives. It will actually, will actually be blessed. And, and I want to give you some practical tips today and let you uh, give you insight into my schedule of what I do. Because uh, honestly, I'm a big planner. Right now I can see one, two, three calendars out on my wall. I have a big whiteboard to my left. I love planning things out. And I try to base my week and my months and my life off the things I value and my goals. Now I understand Proverbs 69 says a man's heart the heart of a man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. So we have to be flexible. We have to understand and submit our plans to God. But in the same time, we have to understand that God is a planner. Before the foundations of the earth, he planned to come and save us. He's an amazing planner. It's often said, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Planning has changed my life dramatically because it's allowed me to say this simple word, no. That's right, N-O. In order to say no, uh, you have to have confidence to be able to say yes to other things. So you have to say no sometimes to good things so you can say yes to great things. And when I know the things God's called me to do, I can say yes to those things and say no to other things because we all have 24 hours in a day. And so we have to choose wisely how we spend our time. And I love that biblical example of Nehemiah. His enemies tried to keep keep him distracted, not do the task that God called him to do. And so they, they called for a meeting in Nehemiah chapter 6. Hey, come down, speak to us. Let's talk. Let's do this. Let's do that. And Nehemiah kept on saying the word, no. No, no, I can't do that. God's called me to do something great. I'm going to go do that instead. And you know what's amazing? They kept on being resilient, kept on asking him, he kept on saying no. But in 52 days, the wall was completed. He accomplished his task because he stayed focused. And you better believe as a church leader, you have an enemy as well. He wants to distract you, to have you not productive for God, to get you caught up in sin, to do whatever he can to get you distracted and not fulfill your calling and your purpose and to make disciples. And this is why it's good to go to God daily first thing to ask him, God, what are the things you're calling me to do? I want to say yes to you. Yes and amen, Jesus. And no to the enemy. No to these distractions. And I found that learning uh, how to say no has actually helped me. And it's given me some handles to be able to work uh, with confidence and with God's empowering and anointing to do the things he's called me to do and just to rest that this is what he wants me to do. There are some things that um, have worked for me and some things that haven't. And I think, especially with our calendars, we have to make sure that we adjust. And so what I want to do is I want to give you an example of my calendar of how I adjust weekly, sometimes daily, the things that I value to prioritize those things. Uh, I love what Andy Stanley says. He says, everyone ends up somewhere in life. A few people end up somewhere on purpose. Those are the ones with vision. And Proverbs 19:18 says, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Meaning we should be basing our lives off of God's prophetic word. And it actually helps us to not go off and do these tangents. And so um, when it comes to planning, I like what Michael Hyatt says. He says, what gets scheduled gets done. And so I want to do the things that God's called me to do. And I want you to do the things God's called you to do. And so what I want to do is look at my schedule now. 
uh, and just give you some ideas, allow you to brainstorm, and just give you some of these lessons that I've learned and how I spend my schedule right now, uh, so that way you can get some ideas and glean from this. So my schedule starts off with a day off, Sabbath, Mondays. I love my Mondays. Now listen, it's not a day to do nothing. Many times on my Sabbath, I exercise because Sunday's a big, busy day for me. I'm doing a lot of stuff. There's adrenaline, I'm speaking, there's meetings. And so I wanna be able to take care of my body. So I'll sleep in, I'll exercise, I'll spend time uh, more with my family, do family fun day trips and do things around the house. Usually I end up reading a lot more on uh, Mondays and listening to podcasts, messages, but the reality of my Sabbath and what I believe a Sabbath is, is time to enjoy God's grace and to be refreshed by God's grace. To just enjoy God, to spend time with Him, seeking His face and the gifts that He's given us. And so I think this is especially important for church leaders to practice a day of Sabbath, to trust God and to rest in our true identity that we are first children of God, not just leaders. Uh, many times we have a habit of doing, doing, doing. And when we take a day off on the Sabbath, we're saying, God, I trust you. Uh, you don't love me because of all the things I do for you. You just love me because you're full of grace and you're amazing. And on, on Mondays, I get to enjoy that. And I've trained uh, people in my church and myself to just take Mondays off. To they, people in my church and people know that I have Mondays and I've graciously said, oh, you know, I don't answer my phone a lot on Mondays or don't call me unless it's an emergency or on my email, a tagline. Um, people know that because I don't want to check my email. I don't want to be intense work, making phone calls. I need to take a day of rest and I've just decided Monday is the best day for me to do that. And so it's really been a blessing in my life to be able to trust God in this way. And I'm sure I'll do a whole lesson on the biblical significance of a Sabbath um, and how it's important. But I will just say this, most leaders that have mentored me and I've talked to that have lasted for the long haul have practiced the Sabbath. And most people that I've talked to that have experienced burnt out have not practiced the Sabbath. And so it is important to know your identity is in Christ, especially as a leader, to not trust in your own ability thinking you are God, but to trust in God and to enjoy His grace. And so that's where I want to start my week. I want to start it with God's grace, leaning into Him, uh, being refreshed in His grace. And then Tuesday, I hit the office. For me, my office time starts on Tuesdays, and I really take that Tuesday day to, sh to focus on shepherding. Sunday morning follow-up, uh, message prep, and my community group. And what you're going to notice when I explain my schedule is I block my days into categories. This helps me plan my schedule. This is a way for me to focus and prioritize my schedule. For example, I love getting together with other pastors in our community, in our area, but I only usually have one pastor meeting lunch a week uh, because I have a specific time and a day to do that. And sometimes I'll even schedule three, four, five weeks in advance, certain meetings and certain things. I wanna prioritize how I do that, and so I block my time each day, and I block each day by blocks of time, hour blocks, four hour blocks, 15 minute blocks. And so if I'm going to study, I'll study for five hours at a time, or if I'm gonna check email, I'll block all that together in an hour. And one tool that I love using is a journal to do that. Um, I love the self journal. Michael Hyatt also has a, a great journaling planner that you can actually schedule your time out based off of your priorities. And it really helps me. And so Tuesday mornings is that for me, I schedule my entire week. 
and I base it off the things that need to get done and my priorities. And so what I'll do is I'll basically take all my to-do lists and then I'll start planning and plopping and playing and putting those things that I need to get done where I need to get done. If I have two hours of administration time on Friday, then I'll put all my administration stuff on those two hours on Friday. So all that to say, Tuesday is a day where I shepherd Redemption Church. I love being a pastor at Redemption Church and one of my top priorities is feeding them God's Word. And so I'll actually block out four or five hours on a Tuesday just to spend time making sure I'm scheduling and getting that message done. Usually I also go over Sunday morning follow-up, whether it be texting people, writing handwritten cards, the prayer request, um, going over our, our highs and lows as a volunteer team, uh, just whatever that entails of sort of message prep, follow-up from Sunday. And then also I get to spend time with people from Redemption Church because on Tuesday night, um, I have my community group meeting where we get together and I get to shepherd people there as well. And so I'm spending time with people and investing my time uh, on people on Tuesdays. And um, I start early and I end late on Tuesday. And so usually it's a, it's a a long day and I try if I'm good if Laura reminds me and really helps me do this I spend about from I stop at around 4 to 5 30 um, to play basketball with Jeremiah to read to do something and then um, have dinner with community group have our community group meeting and really it's a uh, it's I start off with a bang on Tuesdays and I love it well, Wednesdays, I continue to shepherd the people that God has given me. You know, it usually takes more than one uh, day to shepherd a whole church. And so I have to finish my message usually on Wednesdays. I have a lot of administration stuff, whether it be paying bills, to checking email, to doing phone calls, and of course, counseling, leadership development, meeting with people for coffee, those type of things in our church. And so I try to plan those things accordingly, schedule that out. I also like to do when I do administration stuff, go to a local coffee shop. It's been great for me. I sort of make some time and space uh, to do administration stuff, um, to be interrupted by people in our community, to talk, to reach out to our community and um, people here in Delray Beach. And so not only uh, do I finish shepherding and focus on Wednesday as well, but Wednesday night, my family and I usually try to get to, together with people in the church for dinner. Um, usually, I only try to have three nights a week doing something with people in the church. Uh, I want to make sure I have two younger kids. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm home eating a meal with them as well. But one of the ways that we as a family love to minister, minister and do things together is just invite people into our home and just to get to know them and to love on them. And so we have community groups on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights. And so Wednesday night is a great night that people in our church usually don't have plans. And so we love to invite a family over to share a meal, to laugh, to enjoy one another, and just to invest and to uh, build friendships in our church. Thursdays, I call Thursdays my other work day. Okay, uh, I'm a bivocational pastor, and so my wife and I both have other jobs outside of Redemption Church and just spending all of our time doing things for that. Um, I, do, I do a lot of things to just provide uh, for my family, uh, to pay the bills. Uh, it's sort of funny because the first two years when we were planning Redemption Church, I sold women's shoes for a living. I wore a, a suit every day and sold women's shoes uh, at Bloomingdale's. And I've been best blessed to do a lot of different crazy odd jobs. Right now I'm very blessed to be able to do a lot of graphic design, website design, social media management, and video stuff. And so currently I'm a social media manager for a ministry um, 
a nationally wide ministry and uh, and also my wife and I play music also for a living and so uh, as much as I'd love to get around it that just takes time it usually takes a whole day's worth of time to do all the graphics and the video and the social media management and all this different stuff that I'm doing but I'm very grateful that God has blessed us to be able to do that uh, we play music to pay the bills and that's usually on a Friday night or a Saturday night or afternoon as well. So it's really fun to be able to play music with my wife and to actually be able to get paid to do so. And so God has really blessed our family with being able to do other things along with um, me pastoring Redemption Church and um, he's just faithful to do all those great things. Now on Thursdays to get a break from my other work, uh, I also try to at least get a, a lunch in with someone from our church or a, a local pastor in the area just to be built up and to take a break because I'm doing a lot of computer work, design work, and so just to take a break in the middle of the day, that's usually when I schedule another lunch meeting with a guy in our community. Um, and it just works out really well for me uh, on Thursdays. Fridays, I focus on leadership development. Leadership development and then also we set up uh, for Sunday morning services Friday night as well. And so this day for me is focusing on leaders. I have a regular meeting that I meet with my assistant pastor on this day. Um, I also meet with uh, other pastors and coach them as well and church planners. And so the missionaries that Redemption Church supports, I schedule a once a month meeting with um, my my friend Esteban, who's planning a church in Madrid, Spain, we regularly talk on Fridays or other missionaries and church planners around the nation or in our community, I'll set Friday to develop leaders uh, in our church and in our community. And also I take this time and this day, which I think is important to develop myself, to actually take time to grow personally. Um, I've been blessed to be able to be participating in this class by a professor, Dr. Warren Gage, which he'll be sharing some advice and lessons I'm sure later on in this podcast, but he just teaches this uh, hour and a half Bible study during lunch break, 11.30 to 1 p.m. on Fridays. And so what I've decided to do to sort of uh, develop myself is I'm not going out to lunch or eating or this and that. I'm just seeking God and for that hour and a half, I'm going to go and uh, be fed God's word. And so I think as leaders, we need to make sure we're investing in ourselves. Um, it's really important to me to do this. Uh, another great way to invest in yourself is, is to read. Leaders are readers, right? And so I don't necessarily have a lot of office space to be able to schedule in my reading time. Most of my reading time comes while my kids are watching their TV shows. Uh, they watch one TV show a day. And so instead of watching TV during that block of time, uh, I will just read and be sitting there with them. Uh, I have a physical book, so it doesn't look like I'm working on my computer, but as they're watching their show, I'm able to read and just spend time with them, and we sort of do that together. And I can read about, usually read about a, a book uh, every two weeks. And so that's really important just to develop uh, yourself, to spend extra time doing that things. And I think even on Fridays for me, I schedule out time to uh, plan, to be able to uh, process and schedule meetings uh, just to think, to pray, to process. These things are important for us to be able to grow in our leadership and to grow other people. And so that's for me on Friday. I usually do that. Um, Fridays were when I usually scheduled these interviews or recording these episodes for EE leaders uh, to develop you and the people in my church with these uh, with this content. And so I just spend a lot of time scheduling leadership development on Fridays along with 
Friday night spending time with people in Redemption Church at Setup and just spending time with them and investing in them. And so Saturday uh, is my flex day. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you know as a pastor on Saturdays, things always comes up, whether it be a men's group, a wedding, a funeral, parties, a work day, um, church event, playing music, usually something comes up. And so what I do on Saturdays is I will actually wake up early. Uh, my kids are in a very unique spot. I have an 11 year old and a, a soon to be nine year old and um, Saturdays they're off and they sleep in on Saturdays. And so what I can do is I wake up early and I get a lot of stuff done on Saturday mornings before they even wake up. Let them sleep in, I wake up early and I can usually get a good four block hour time or something like that. And so one thing about scheduling and blocking your time, you wanna know where you're good and when you can get done. Uh, you know, work when you're fresh. And the mornings for me is when I can get a lot of stuff done when it comes to planning, thinking, um, and those type of things. I usually don't check my email, social media, administration stuff until I'm a little tired and not as fresh. And I do that in the afternoons. And so many mornings, Saturday mornings is when I prayed through and thought about E leaders or, um, was able to spend extra time studying or planning for the church when it's just sort of silent in my house and I'm just praying and seeking the Lord. Um, and it, it's, it's a little hard because it's Saturdays and it takes sacrifice, but I'll just tell you this, uh, man, it, it pays off if you can do that. It really does pay off. And so for me, um, Saturday morning is a flex day to get some side projects done, events, family day, and my wife's really good. And sometimes she has to remind me, hey, if there's nothing goes on and you only work those four hours on Saturday, um, spend, you know, 9 a.m. to the rest of the day spending with your family and just investing in them. Because for me, Sunday's coming. Now, Sunday is actually a work day for me. I know that some people think pastors only work one day a week, but Sunday is a big deal for me. I usually wake up at around 6 a.m. and get ready for Sunday morning. I go over my message. I spend extra time in prayer, and I arrive at the building at 9 a.m. I pray with guys then and invest in them, and then worship practice at 9.30. Volunteers come at 10.15. The service is at 11. Teardown is at 1 p.m. We have to get out of the building by 2. And so I'm literally at the building from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. every Sunday. After Sunday uh, service at 2 p.m., we usually go out to lunch uh, with people that have helped tear down and just spend extra time with them and usually get home at around 3.30. And 3.30, it doesn't end. Uh, at 3.30, I start uh, working on the podcast, the website stuff, video stuff to unloading um, all of those, uh, all the content from Sunday morning. So that way people that have been working with Redemption Kids could hear the message. People that have missed a Sunday for whatever reason could hear the message. And so um, when all of that stuff is bouncing and unloading onto my computer uh, on Sunday afternoons is that glorious nap time. My kids are set that age where we can actually say, hey, watch a movie and they won't fight, they'll watch a movie and my wife and I can take a nap and it's amazing. And so this is sort of my schedule. And one last thing about my schedule is this, um, it's my schedule, it's not your schedule. I'm just trying to give this as an illustration uh, and for you to make sure that you understand uh, just why I do some of the things I do. And I think that's important for us as leaders. We wanna know why we do what we do because um, I wanna make my schedule um, serve me and my values. I don't wanna be a slave to it. 
See, I trust that God's spirit guides me. And so when things don't go according to my plan, I realize um, that I just have to trust God. He knows all the stuff I need to do, and I'm not going to be a slave to my schedule. I'm going to form my schedule to help do the things that God's called me to do. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans of the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will plan. And so, as a pastor, uh, I deal with emergencies, hospital calls, um, different things come up. Sometimes I'll schedule something for an hour, will take three hours, or schedule something for 30 minutes, and it only takes three minutes. Um, and so, we need to make sure that we're not relying on our schedule, we're relying on the Lord and His strength. And I also... I want to make sure that I'm not just planning just a weekly schedule, but a monthly schedule, an annual schedule. Uh, I schedule time for projects because projects are real and they're a part of our weekly routine. And if I were just to be so tight with this schedule that I just explained to you, I'd never be able to get projects. And so every six to eight weeks, um, I work on a project for the church. Uh, rather than working just in the church, I work on the church. And the way that I'm able to get time in my schedule is to be able to have people come and speak uh, on Sunday mornings. For me, that opens up uh, two days of my schedule if I can have someone else speak. And so I love it. It opens myself up a little bit more margin in my scheduling. Um, but I also appreciate preaching more because I'm not doing it every single week, so I'm fresh. And I love how God brings in people and um, to speak into our church. I love raising up church leaders in our church to be able to, that have the gift of teaching to be able to speak into our church and prophetically give that word. And so with these extra time, I also schedule the church projects and need time for those things. Uh, you know, we have an annual church calendar and so we value outreach and so we plan a lot of evangelism events or working with Carver, whether it be writing handwritten cards or beautification projects. I need to work the church schedule and need time for that. And when I'm able to have that extra time for those projects, I, I can fill that in. And so I'm continually adjusting, continually trying to read books on time management. I usually do that about once a year. Michael Hyatt just came out with uh, a new book on that. Uh, that was great that I was able to read this last year. And so um, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm planning and I'm prioritizing my schedule. Um, because I believe these small steps and this discipline can really help us move the ball forward in many ways. It's known to be said, small steps lead to many miles. And I love what Greg Crochelle says. He says, successful people do consistently what normal people do occasionally. And so with your schedule, whatever it looks like, just keep at it. You know the you're, when you're fresh and you're scheduling, when you need to have time off on your days and how you prioritize things, um, but just know that if you keep on this discipline and you plan it out, trusting in the Lord, man, it really can help you be effective, not just busy with your schedule. Because just like Ephesians 5 says, we actually want to be wise with our time. So look carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Well, we all know that we like to plan what we want to see happen. But the reality is God's in control and we need to trust in Him. And so in this next One Piece of Advice video, I have my cousin Lewis Williams sharing just about that. He's from Houston, Texas, and he wants to talk to us about how leaders uh, are to trust God. We're to be trusting Him with all of our heart and He will direct our path. You're listening to One Piece of Advice. Brought to you by eeleaders.com, a ministry to encourage and equip church leaders.
uh, Lewis Williams. I'm Lewis Williams from Houston, Texas, uh, pastor of Redeemed Chapel in Houston, Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. I'm going to be talking today with you guys uh, about Proverbs 3, very, very popular uh, uh, scripture, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. How about that one? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. One of the things that uh, we're always after uh, in the world today is, is everyone prizes being knowledge and smart. But the reality of it all is that we come up short. And the main reason is because we find ourselves, as the next verse says in number seven, I believe, don't be wise in your own eyes. And we think that we're smart and we actually know everything. But it's the Lord himself that literally has the ability because he made us. And if you, you know, if you ever want to know the purpose of a thing, ask its creator. And the purpose of mankind and its uh, uh, and what we're supposed to do as humanity is wrapped up in the destiny of God. So if we're going to know who or what we're supposed to be, we have to begin to trust and ask the Lord for everything that we need. So when the, the, the scripture verse literally says, trust in him with all of our heart, uh, if we break down that, uh, trust, first of all, means that we give him uh, our full confidence. Uh, number two, all of our heart means that nothing else has any room for confidence in our heart besides God. And then the then the then the then the one who wrote the Proverbs said something that was very key. It said, "When you do that, to your understanding, do not uh, lean on." And I I like to say it like this: Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and don't you do any thinking. Because the reality is, is when we start thinking, we start messing it up. Uh, the human heart is wicked and despicable above all things who can know it. Uh, the thoughts of our lives and our directions belong to God. And, and, and it says that uh, when we trust him uh, and acknowledge him in all our ways, he'll direct our path. I got a few minutes. Let me wrap it up quickly. In everything that we do. God should be somehow recognized before, during, and afterwards as Christians when we do it. Uh, we ought to be identified by the way we think, the way we talk, the way we act, and most importantly, the way we react as Christians. Jesus ought to be seen through all of our actions and words. And when we that way acknowledge him as the Lord of our lives, Savior of the world, the one who commands my ways, who I give my allegiance to, my path will somehow have better peace and be better directed. Even when I get thrown off, if I keep my attention on him, he will put me back on track. As Hebrews 12 would say, look unto him who's the author and finisher of our faith and the race that we run, we shall be successful. It's not about winning the race. It's about finishing the race. So he will direct our path and your path is what you want directed because here's the key. He knows the direction that you need to go that is best for your development. And I don't know about you, but I've made a lot of mistakes, gone a lot of ways on my own. But when I trusted and gave it into the hands of the Lord, I found my life to go a lot better and figured out that if I had trusted him from the beginning, it would have been easier. It's been a pleasure. I hope that I said something that'll help you somewhere along the way. God bless you. And most of all, uh, as my uh, cousin has with this, this, this time, take a proverb a day for whatever day of the month it may be. And if you read them regularly, they'll become a part of who you are and they'll guide your life. God bless you. See you next time.
Well, hey, today I had a fun time describing my schedule. I hope uh, it wasn't too detailed and actually effective for you to listen to it, get some helpful tips of why I do what I do. I know that many of us are very busy, and so again, I really value your time, appreciate you listening or watching to this uh, Leadership Lesson podcast, and I want our time together to be effective, to be fruitful. I'm grateful for the ministry that you are doing in my community, in my nation, and in my world. Uh, no matter where you're from, it's an honor to be able to speak life into you, and so next episode, I wanna talk to you about meetings, about meetings. We all have them, we want them to be effective and fruitful, but many times our meetings could be ineffective, boring, and they seem to not produce results. Well, I asked my friend Steve Wright from Family Church, he's the executive pastor there, to give us some wisdom on how to run meetings. And you know what? Being an executive pastor with multiple campuses and campuses growing, small, large, uh, medium size, different meetings, they are sort of known for meetings. And as I was talking to, to Steve, he was dropping nuggets of wisdom that I knew I had to share with this community. So I'm really excited for him to share with us about having an effective meeting, and I pray that this meeting that we just had was a blessing to you as we follow and pursue Jesus together. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it would encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.